Hello and welcome back to your weekly Album Holics Anonymous episode. My name is Aurelio and I have an addiction to albums. That's bad, man. You probably should get that fixed. Nah, I'm good. All right, cool. Me too. Because my name's, you know, Andy and I'm also an addict. Right. Hey, man, addicts got to stick together. Yeah. Bring it up to the top. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, this week uh, we got Lost Society. Finnish thrash slash like heavy metal band um, formed in the early 2010s. Um, they have a couple albums here, and it was interesting to get back to kind of what started the podcast. Yes, yeah, so heavy metal, heavy metal, thrash metal, fast metal. So uh, go ahead, get in, go ahead and get started here, Andy. Yeah, I mean, before we get started, I mean, I just want to say I've never heard of these guys like ever. Yeah. <laughs> they are so small, and their Wikipedia is bare. Has no info. Yeah, it says when this album was released, and it charted on the Finnish charts, and that was about it. How did you even find these guys? Um, I believe it was on Spotify. No, it was YouTube. Ooh, I was looking through because I looked through some of the big uh, channels like Nuclear Blast and <clears throat> some of the other. Um, I am drawing a blank on some of the other record labels, but the ones that do metal and stuff. Yeah. So. And I found these guys. They did a song, and I was like, "Man, that's pretty cool," you know. So, listen to a couple of their songs. But so, this is the first time I listened to all of their albums. I've only listened to about three songs beforehand. So, it was interesting. Yeah, this was definitely the first band we've done that I hadn't heard anything anything from. Yeah, so I'm kind of excited to hear what you got to say. Oh yeah, I'm sure everybody is. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a feeling. About something you're going to say already. Yeah, I think most people do. Yeah. But anyways, uh, first album here uh, from 2013, Fast, Loud, Death. Andy, what did you give this album? Like a C minus? Damn, why was that? Because I feel like I've heard this album like 900 times before. <laughs> why would you say that? Because there's... I feel like this is the quintessential thrash band you hear everywhere that's never gonna okay this is gonna sound real harsh off the bat mm-hmm. never gonna make it big they only know how to write one version of the song and maybe they change it up dude the drums were super simple mm-hmm. the songwriting super simple <laughs> the vocals were they were they were there on the record not the worst of the <laughs> record i think of their albums but dude it's yeah. just I mean, the guitar work is pretty decent. Like, I, this is definitely a band that was like, we'll play a bunch of live shows. And I mean, that is how they started. Yeah. They, they won 2012, I think it was, Battle of the Bands in Finland or something. So um, that's how they got recognizing they came out with this album a year later. So Yeah, you can just tell that in-studio production songwriting was, uh, mm-hmm. was second nature. This just, honestly... I don't remember how long it was. Like forty something. Yeah. But man, they had fifteen songs on it, and it felt and they long. all sounded the damn same. It felt long, yeah. Dude, it's just it was boring to listen to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like metal, but dude, it was the same song fifteen times. It felt like with a little change here and there. Mm-hmm. Quick, fucking drum beats, just nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Fucking nothing but snare and double bass. The same like generic speed rift. Mm-hmm. I think there was a bass player. Um, <laughs> There was. 
comes in comes in, in later albums. Yeah. <laughs> and the vocals just weren't nothing to write home about. I mean, obviously, they're harsh vocals instead of, like, clean vocals. Yeah. We're uh, more traditional. More metal traditional. Communal. I mean, I'm sure this band would be dope to see, like, opening for somebody where they pump up the crowd with that speed. But on, on an album, it just wasn't there for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... It's a debut album too, right? Of a band that, like you said, used to play live. So, yeah, and I mean, the type of music can't really evolve too much from it. So no, but um, also, I mean, I don't know if they're trying to be like a slash comedy band. Some of their some of title their tracks were it was just kind of out there, and it didn't really work together with what they're. Yeah, kind of reminded me of them trying to be the next municipal waste or something like that. You know. Yeah, but I could see that. I don't know, just that debut album. I see why they won. You know, I'm sure they're great live, ton of energy probably. I see why they got signed, but I don't know. Fast, loud, and death was not a your album. Slow, quiet, boring death to me <laughs> as I listened to it. <laughs> that's fair. Like a C minus. Yeah, that's what, fair. What do you think? Uh, I I did give this album a C, but I gave it a C plus. Um. When I when I listened to it, um, the one of the two song one of the three songs that I knew from this band was on this album. It was "Kill All Those Who Oppose Me." I I like that song, um, but this album is definitely just fast and in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I read a little bit just from anecdotes from other people talking about this band online, um, and they're they were definitely the party like just sit wasted and play as fast as possible like early metallica early megadeth you know stuff like that i can see um, that yeah and i can see that on this album definitely the um, i do think the guitarists in this band are pretty great yeah um they can play fast but they can also play some technical stuff um not necessarily on this album i think no. they get a little they... bit better on the other albums coming up here um, but I did think that uh, a lot of the songs did kind of blend together after, you know, it was 15 songs on this album. It was 43 minutes. So there's a lot of songs and not a lot of time. But you couldn't really tell, like, when the song ended. You'd hear a new song and be like, is this a new song? Or is this just, like, a change in the riff or something for the other ones? So, um, but it was it was an okay listen. Um I liked Kill All Those Who Oppose Me, Trash All Over You, and Bitch Out of My Way. <laughs> there were some funny um, funny album or song titles. I was a little let down by Diver Thrash Man. Yeah. We're going with a name title. I was hoping it was going to be good. Yeah. But it wasn't. This is like a quintessential thrash album, though, right? It is. And if if you do like thrash metal and like fast speed, stuff like that, this album would probably be in the top list from you know the past yeah from the 2010s or something like that you know um that's what i would say and maybe i would have liked that maybe about 10 years ago when i was looking for more of that type of thing i agree with you on that one yeah Um, because over time my musical tastes have changed quite a bit so i definitely agree with you on that that uh 10 or so years ago 
uh, this would have been more what I was looking for just to crush it and rock out at all times. But mm-hmm. now it's not what I'm looking for as much. But, I mean, that's just the nature of, you know. Music. And music and growing older. Yeah. Taste change. Yeah. I do want to comment real quick um, on what was it. Yeah. There are some weird song titles on here, like Diary of a Thrash Man. I was kind of like it. I'm like, you said that. Um, Let Through the Head. Like, <laughs> to what? Um, Getting shot in the head. Brain Dead Metal Head. I think that one's a kind of a, a funny one, Be just given the metal community in general. Just get to the one I know you want to I know. And then uh, piss out my ass. <laughs> oh, scoping. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, back when we used to work at Meyer. Um, a couple of people would go out to Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> on Thursdays and get boneless wings. And then there was a guy that went with us. He was one of our managers. He'd always get the queso and cheese, or the queso and chips, and then his Caribbean jerk wings. And he'd always complain to my friend the next day. He's like, man, I was straight pissing out my ass, <laughs> you know, after eating that food. And I was like, oh, my God. I laughed so hard when I saw that song title just from that <laughs> little memory. Yeah. <laughs> I think about it every night because I think everybody's experienced that at yeah. some point, so they know what it's like. Yep. But, yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> But, yeah, okay album. You know, definitely thrash metal if you want an album that you can just rock out to in the background or something. Yeah, this would be a great album for that. So, but, all right, on to their next album here. Terror Hungry. Terror Hungry, 2014. I gave this one also a C. <clears throat> okay, why is that? Uh, well, the guitar has changed a little bit, and there was a little more groove to it, and it was a little different. Mm-hmm. The songwriting still just wasn't there as complete to make me like it as much. And I think this is the album. Good of job, course. Man. Good job, man. Uh, of course. Um, this is the album, I think, where on his vocals, he uses like almost nothing but echo. It's very faint, and you can hear it if you yeah. listen for it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... It was. I think it, it's better than the first album by a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked um, "Terror Hungry" wasn't a bad song. What the hell that means? <laughs> it's hungry uh, for terror. Yeah, clearly. It's just I don't know. Same thing. It's just kind of a boring album where a lot of the songs blended together. Yeah, this one also does have thirteen. It songs. has fourteen songs, but it's fifty-three minutes long. So. It's yeah. starting to get a little longer, and I th- that's the trend, I think, as this band goes on. Their songs get a little longer. Mm-hmm. But it's just, again, it just kind of felt like a lot of the songs blended in one after another. And it felt like they moved a little ways away from... Thrash? Uh, the, not thrash, but like the stagnation of the first album. Yeah. But not enough that it was completely... So, I, I mean, again, it's just a, like an even C, I think. Mm-hmm. Some of the riffs were nice, and it was great. Still think the vocals sound all right in this album, minus, like I said, I think it's the one where he uses too much echo, but yeah, it's just not that much there for me to check it out some more. I think. Okay. What do you think? Um, I I I teetered on this one between like a C plus and a B, B minus. Um, I think the songwriting on this one is a little bit tighter and better on than the previous album. 
this is the transition album from when they go from thrash and fast and let's just party all the time to trying to be more musicians like you can see it in there it's not quite yeah. there yet um but i think that they're trying to take the songwriting up a level and i think they did do it but not all the way there yet because there's still quite a bit of songs on here that are just fast like two two and a half minute songs um but i did like the album i didn't think it was as um like mentally draining as the first album i would say listening to the first one is just all blending together and then this one i had a little more variety to it so i did like that i agree with that um but i did like uh the songs game over you can't stop rock and roll which i thought was a funny bonus song it's kind of like a hard rock song instead of a metal song um and i like the lethal pleasure but overall decent album i don't i think the reason why i didn't give it a b or maybe even a little bit higher is because it still had some of the really kind of just hey this is a thrash song and there wasn't really much to it so yeah they were still kind of stuck in that same yeah cycle of just heavy and fast you know mm-hmm. they didn't branch out enough to try anything new really yeah I and mean, they did a little bit like you're talking about but yeah not enough mm-hmm. which i do gotta say again i think the guitar players on this in this band i think so pretty, too. i think they great. get they definitely in the next few albums get a little bit better i mean the problem with this band is i just wish there was more to like go on yeah i mean there's literally nothing we could find about this band other yeah than, hey they created an album it released and you know it was on the charts i mean i mean the wikipedia page for this album is just it's like a paragraph it literally just says in 2014 the band released a second studio album terror hungry which charted number six in the official finish charts and compared to its predecessor album had more groove metal that's it that's yeah. the entire <laughs> you, i can't even click on the members to look at anything there's literally nothing about yeah. this band yeah the next album is also about a paragraph about a paragraph and like that's all you got to go on yeah so i mean yeah i feel like it's just not that much out there yeah that's true that's true um i think i think i would give this album a listen through again sometime down the line yeah just to see if my opinion changes on it i wouldn't do that to the first album i think that one's kind of just stuck with yeah words what i expect from that album so and i i and I was thinking about it while you, after you said it, um, about how it's the band sounded like they were municipal waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, like the first album, just loud and fast, and just there to have, have a good fun. time. Yeah, have fun, good time. So, but all right, should we go on to the next sure. album here. Twenty sixteen's Brain Dead. <laughs> Brain Dead. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I think I give this one like a B. Yeah, yeah. I liked the first two songs. Hollow Eyes is pretty good. Rage mm-hmm. Me Up wasn't bad. And I really liked the California Easy Listen, listen version of Really? Terror Hungry. Okay. okay. Not not the whole way through, but there yeah. was moments. Yeah. Throughout. It yeah. definitely stagnated a bit in the middle, but I don't know. This album was better. This is where his vocals, though, start to sound worse. And this man, if he's doing the technique I think he is, he's going to blow his vocal cords out here. Probably. Eventually. Do the old Matt Heafy. Yeah. No, um, no Heafy. No, it was uh, the bullet, dude from Bullet. Yeah, but I mean, they both struggled yeah, with. But yeah, true. I mean, and honestly, it sounded like they didn't add any effects to the vocals for these next two albums, and it 
Yeah. They sound, can... I don't know why, they sound really rough. I I agree, and I think it's probably because there's nothing Yeah. Um, adding to it. It's like just his voice, which I think fits with some of the songs, but it is a little rough at times to listen to. Right, like, I mean, I get there's very few people that are going to make harsh vocals like that. Yeah. sound good all the time you know mm-hmm. but man it sounded like either just a poor mixing job on the vocals of his part mm-hmm. or i don't know it's just it took it yeah you're right it didn't fit in and it sounded like almost out of place yeah like i said i mean i, I have a hard time judging people that only use harsh vocals like span compared to someone who you know cleans things there's more yeah. room to work with although i i do and i kind of do this in the next album but i like I like those two mixed together. I think they can play hand in hand when the singer Clean can do both. Clean yeah. yeah. And then I, I don't know. I feel like when it's just harsh, the whole song it gets kind of boring and repetitive because you know you can't just have like that bigger vocal range, right? And yeah. You either get pig squeals or generic <laughs> in squeals. breathing. But I, yeah, I like this album. There's a few good songs off of it. Mm-hmm. Man, again, there's just. Not a lot there's, to there's go n- on. There's a lot. nothing to go on. There's no like backstory. It's like, oh, it's cool when they recorded this. Or yeah, there is legitimately nothing about this band. There's more like on the Wikipedia page of them playing with a bands they played with than there is about the albums. <laughs> like it tells you more about them playing with Slayer and Anthrax than yeah, or doing that one song with Apocalyptica. Yeah, yeah. I know at some point I think it's this album that they switch out drummers. On. Uh, no, it's their next album. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I I really did like this album. And the thing that I liked about it is this is where they change from more, you know, speed and thrash metal to kind of the heavy groove metal. And it is very apparent in the first song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I Am The Antidote. And I think that's the best song on the album. Okay. Um, driven driven by like just the simple it's such a simple sounding song but it just drags you in with its you know riff right at the start drags you with the bass line and then i like it after the first chorus the guitar part changes just a little bit um adds a little more uniqueness into it so i really like that song now that was the other song that i knew by this band um before i listened to anything else by them but I liked the direction that they were going in this. Um, I, the only thing, the one song I really didn't like on here was PST88. Yeah. That was actually a cover. Was it? From Pantera. Oh. Off their album, I think it was Power Metal. It was from 1988. I can't remember. But it, it's one of their glam metal songs. Which, yeah, okay. And the, the song title stands for Pussy's Tight. Of course it does. <laughs> so you're listening to the lyrics, you're like, Jesus, this is like what the 80s was about, you know, the huge sex scene and all that for those types of musicians, you know, the glam metal musicians. So I thought that song just was way out of place. Um, but, I mean, I think they did a decent job rec- covering it, but I did not like it, um, and it felt out of place. Um, I really didn't. I didn't like um, the California Dreaming one. It was okay. I liked it at the beginning, but it kind of drug on after a while. Yeah. I, I mean, I, maybe I just liked it because it was just different. 
mm-hmm. than what they had done yeah. at this point. And yeah. then once you get past that, and it's just kind of like, oh. Yeah, when I was listening to it, and I was like, what even is this song? Is this like a bonus track or something? But it was actually part of the album. So Yeah, it was just, like I said, the beginning sounded cool and different, and then mm-hmm. there was no real variation farther in. So. Mm-hmm. But this is, I think this is the, this is the album where you can actually really start to hear the bass player. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, what I was going to mention, um, the song, I am the antidote. I mentioned that it's kind of, it's not, it's not a hard song. Like, no. It's very simple. And, um, it reminded me of a song by Exodus called the blacklist. And that song, you know, when you think of Exodus, it's just all fast hard thrash and then this song is just such a groovy heavy metal song and i think that's one of their best songs i know a lot of exodus i think blacklist is one of their best songs and it reminded me of i am the antidote and how it's like even if your band is thrash or whatever those groovy you know songs you can slowly bob your head to or whatever you know really get into um i really like when a song grooves yeah I think like Slayer is one of the better ones to do that, where they go from that hard thrash mm-hmm. into that section of a groove. Yeah, they interlude somewhere, and, and then they bring just, it back. Yeah, yeah. Slayer does a fantastic job at that. But you know what I was thinking? What? We didn't bring up Dave. I was. I was or thinking Slayer or, or Lars. Lars in the Adele episode. I know. <laughs> well, that's because we were talking about good singers, good drums, and you know. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Dave's a good singer. Yeah, everybody he's a good, could he's sing. A, he's a good vocalist. <laughs> Not as good as the crowd at the live show, but hey, you know. Yeah, right. He just lets everybody else sing at this point. Respect. Tell me, I can't wait to see what he sounds like after throat cancer. Uh, yeah. Hey, at least he survived. Yeah. Coming no, out sure. with a new album at some point. Yeah, in the next really... decade. Yeah, honestly, it feels like it's been a decade at this point. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Brain Dead, I thought it was a good album. I really liked it. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. All right, should we move on to their next album here? Oh, I guess. All right, their next album here from 2020 during COVID-19. No Absolution. Andy, what did you give this album? This one another B. Okay. I like the first two songs. Outbreak. No rest for the sickest was kind of there, and I like the last one what they did with Apocalyptica. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just more growth, I guess, as a band. Yeah, the vocals still sounded weird, and I wish they would retouch on like mixing those. Yeah, though this album did have a lot more of the clean. It vocals. did. I was gonna touch on that. I liked that. That was one thing I liked too, where it came back and forth. And I think they yeah. should keep doing that going forward. Yeah, but I mean, again, like it's a good album. And definitely compared to the first one, they came a long way as songwriters, but I, I see why there's not a whole lot about this band like, out there. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, it is good. It's just not It's not yeah. like great, right? It, it just falls into an opening band kind of right now. Yeah. And, I, I mean, there's nothing that. wrong with that. You can carve your own road there, you know, doing that. But Yeah. It was good. It just wasn't great, I guess, in my mind. I've definitely heard worse metal music. on the first band that we covered yeah some of those albums are rough but i mean i don't know i don't again there's not that much about this this is with a new drummer i liked um yeah 
I like the drums a little bit more in this one. I think they stood out and they were different. They weren't as, you know, thrash. Thrash focused. Yeah. I mean, I just think this set a good precedent that they kept going, that they were following, and we have to see what they come out with. Yeah. After this. Mm-hmm. Again, there's man, there's nothing on these albums. Yeah, I know. I I tried looking. I tried I looking through YouTube. I tried, obviously, the Wikipedia. I tried Google. Tried, like the what is it? Metallium Encyclopedia oh, yeah. or whatever it is, nothing can find on these guys really. So. Which is weird. I mean, most of their ba- that I don't think they've charted anywhere outside of Finland. So, yeah, which yeah. I can understand. Yeah, like them not having a lot of info about them. So. And it sounds like they toured with some, some bigger bands. I mean, Slayer, Anthrax, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like they've been able to parlay that into. I mean, like Huge a bigger success. over success. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What'd you give this album? Um, I gave this album a B plus. Ooh. And um, the thing I liked about this album is their growth as songwriters. Yeah. Um, but I can see that growth going towards the super mainstream. I yeah, I can see that they keep. So yeah, if they keep going down this road. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's how you get big. Yeah. Um, but I liked uh, if they could come up with a cross between Brain Dead and No Absolution, I think that would be perfect for the band. Um, they wouldn't make it huge, obviously, um, but they would be making really solid, good records for fans and for new people who like metal. I agree. You know, yeah. they would find it entertaining. Um, but I did like this album, like I said, I thought it I thought it was the songs were tighter, more polished. Um, they had a lot of choruses in here that I liked. They did, yeah. They which were, with the clean vocals and things. Which sounded great, yeah. They definitely attached more to choruses. Yeah. Um, one of the things that stood out to me when I was listening to this is I kept thinking of Trivium. Yeah. And it was weird. I was like, Why do I keep I this was this is like it sounds like Trivium after, like from In Waves and on, if anybody knows Trivium, um, who's listening, uh, where they started to go towards that mainstream. But when uh, the singer on here, when he does his kind of clean vocals, he kind of sounds like Matt Heafy a little bit. I think it's funny because that reminds me of something I was going to say. On the first like album or two, yeah, damn, it sounds just like Phil Asamo almost. Yeah. Like yeah. It just like it. Like I... I would have looked. I wouldn't have even been surprised like if I looked this up. Yeah. And it was Phil and Simon. Like you can tell the mm-hmm. influences there. Yeah. That I was. I forgot to mention that. I yeah. Was like I could see the similarities in their vocal style. Mm-hmm. So, but I just thought that was something interesting about. Because Trivium, you know, is one of the bands we'll do at some point, point. Um, and we love a couple of their albums, but mm-hmm. they definitely changed their style. They did. And. That style change has got them, I think, more mainstream, but it got them a little bit bigger. They're more pretty popular. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's definitely a change, and you can hear that change on this album. Oh, sure. Like going from focused heavy metal now to more of like a mainstream metal, course focused, things like that, um, which isn't bad. I, I do look forward to this band's next album. I would listen to it, check it out. Um, and like I said, I thought this was a solid album. I did like uh, 
non-believer, no absolution. Uh, my what song was that? <laughs> my prophecy. Um, I really like the chorus in that one and deliver me. I like the riff on that one. So I liked a couple songs off this album. So yeah, it wasn't bad overall. I don't think. Yeah, I I just like. I'm glad that they didn't stay with the pure thrash. So, because I think they better band as a heavy metal band instead of a thrash metal band so <clears throat> but that's just my opinion no I agree um, just especially listening to the first few albums it's really got me thinking about you know when bands look back on their influences mm-hmm. like when you listen to early thrash like and I mean early early thrash there's a lot of um, you can hear a lot of the punk influences you know mm-hmm. at quick speed that's really sped fast. up tap down and all that or like anything else that influenced them you know Deep Purple Diamond had they, some of those influenced getting in but then I feel like now you look at thrash metal bands now mm-hmm. and it's almost like a game of telephone right like where over time something gets lost but most most things stay like the chorus things stay so you end up with newer bands like this that emulate their influences like early Slayer and Anthrax and Exodus mm-hmm. and you lose some of what their early influences were so you just get that pure speed thrash yeah, yeah. and there's none of that like change or whatnot so i, yeah. I don't know this made me think of that and it's like it makes you kind of realize why that like early sound like for bands of nowadays so revolutionary well not that no i mean like bands that are nowadays coming out oh okay, they all yeah. kind of sound the same because they're all pulling from the same influences right yeah but then, like in a game of telephone where you lose some information they're losing the Those, changes yeah, and the, the paces and it's just they're just taking the hard and heavy parts, you know, not mm-hmm. not like we're talking about Slayer where they have the hard, heavy part and then they transition into a yeah. more groove. And, and then I feel like, but it. with these bands as they go on and they grow as songwriters, they kind of realize that. Yeah. But at first they just want to be up there playing Rain and Blood real fast or, you know. All the time, yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, I can see that with bands like this with the first couple albums, like Municipal Waste, like uh-huh. Iron Reagan, like, um, bonded by blood like there's a ton of thrash metal bands out there that they just play fast 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 you know and then you kind of find your own path you go down yeah you know because i mean you talked about trivia they're the same way right like everybody called them the metallica ripoff Mm -hmm. and then maybe it wasn't so much they found in commercial sound they found their own they found their own sound yeah and then they just kind of adapted onto that yeah i wish they would have stayed with the shogun sound so do i so do i yeah um and I feel like that's where this band, that's where Lost Society is right now. Is that that turning point? Yeah, they're finding their own sound. Their own sound, and they're experimenting and finding that. And it's not just, you know, it's not just everything's not just about getting up there and playing fast and hard. And yeah. You just sped up punk, ro- punk rock, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like I said, I, like you said, I think it'll be interesting to see what their next album holds for them. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm looking forward to this band's next album. Um, I think given a couple more listen-throughs of brain dead and no absolution those two albums i think i'd like a little bit more songs yeah i definitely don't feel the need to go listen to the first two albums again there was probably not maybe i could do terror hungry like i said in like another year or two or something um just to catch up on it but i think i'm pretty set on the first album here so yeah so overall what would you give this band then overall i i think i would give them a b um or maybe a b plus just because of the progression like they're growing yeah, they didn't just stay the same, um, and I do like that in bands when they do grow, because um, it does take it takes risk, because it's like 
whatever got you popular, you're changing away from that, you know, and you're not going to, you don't know if people are going to like it, you know, like Metallica when they did the Black Album, completely different from their first four, you know, Megadeth when they did Countdown. Yeah. You know, Worked out Slayer, when, yeah, Slayer when they did, um, I can't remember what album it was after Season in the, in the, yeah, in the Abyss, but it was more of like doom metal yeah type, type like that you know black metal so um yeah you don't know and it's a risk um but i do like the direction they're going in so what about you andy i think i still give them like a c plus well i do like the direction of the last two i could see them easily slipping into back to the old ways you know okay because i feel like you get a lot of bands where they kind of feel like oh we got too far from our roots you know what are we playing and I think to knock them up, I'm just going to wait and see what that fifth album sounds like. Yeah. Because if it's more of the same, then, you know, if they stunt their growth somehow, like, I think it easily be a B, but I'm just kind of waiting. Right now, for what they put out, like, I liked the last two albums, but I didn't love the last two albums. But I definitely liked them more than the first two, and I did not really enjoy Yeah, the first two. The first two. I mean, I don't think they're degrades, obviously, because I gave them both Cs, but it's just it wasn't there for me mm-hmm. and like I said if they start falling back into that it's just probably not going to be banned yeah. I'm going to stick with long term mm-hmm. but right now I think where they're at without looking like giving them bonus points for the future I'd give them like a C yeah. C plus yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to the future as I've said like a dozen times already but, yeah. but alright so Lost Society done with them done. what do we well, have next week Andy so it's not going to be a metal band okay and we're finally going to try something kind of new when it comes to discography of an artist we're going to hit a band's legendary years only okay this band's been around since ooh, I think the late 60s uh oh but they're not big until 76 is it Boston no <laughs> it was Bob Seger oh okay so Bob we're going to do I think it starts with Night Moves and ends with Like a Rock so it's like how Five many? albums. Okay, okay. And it'll be like his big ones, you know. Stranger in a Strange Town, Like a Rock. Um, Night Moves, obviously. Yeah. Just his big charting ones. Okay, okay. Not like stuff where he's just a reasonable success, but, you know, this is something we've talked about we want to try out. Just instead of doing like 30 albums from an artist, yeah. doing the stuff that got them huge, you know. Because nobody really, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to sit here and talk for two hours while we go over you know, 19 albums, and half of them are just okay because yeah. that was their early stuff or yeah, whatever. Yeah, or even their later stuff where it's just like, of course, you can live off of, you know, the 45 albums you put out before this are all hits. <laughs> all like, right. he, doesn't need to, he doesn't need to make music to make Create, money. Be creative or He anything. just wants to make music because he wants to. So yeah. we'll try this. This would also open up, I think, a bunch of other bands that we've kind of put Elton on the John. back burner if it works out. Yeah, Elton John, Johnny Cash, he said. Right? Yeah. You know, Free to Rush, too. There's there's a lot of bands with multiple. REO Speedwagon? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that many albums, but I know you've expressed disinterest in doing REO Speedwagon. Yeah, and I mean, so, yeah, I just think this could be an interesting thing. You know, we've been trying out a bunch of different new formats anyways. Yeah. We're still looking at albums. We're still, it's still going to be the same format it always has. Yeah. But we're going to just check out the ones that charted, you know do it, it and like we said it'll open up a lot of classic rock artists that have been 
going strong since the 70s and 80s, almost 50 years now. We're yeah, covering five decades worth of music. Jesus, so. man, that is a long time. I mean, unless we want to do, like I said, Johnny Cash and his 96 albums. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Could do Buckethead. Oh, God, with his, yeah, 250-something. Yeah. So I think this will be a fun one to do. Yeah. A lot excited. of big songs from Seeker, too. I only I only know a couple songs like Night Moves and Still the Same and Like a Rock. and Yeah. I yeah. think, like, two other ones. Yeah, but Against the Wind, you know, and yeah. Main Street. And those are all good songs. I'd just like to just, you know, see if the rest, the rest of the albums, albums sound just as good. Yeah, so. instead of just the hits. Yeah, some of the deeper cuts that are on the backside. Because mm-hmm. so. those are all the stuff we love by Megadeth. Yeah. Deep cuts. So... All right, yeah, I'm excited. Bob yeah, that'll Seger. be that'll be fun. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Mm-hmm. Able to sit here and chug Coors while we uh, do it. Oh God, <laughs> drink them Silver Bullets. Yeah. All right. No, so check us out next week when we do Bob Seger in his glory years. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you.